What is happening as far as the weird news goes this morning? Well, this would be a surprise if you were there, especially. A Federal Way Washington jack-in-the-box has sustained major damage when a driver crashed into the restaurant early Friday morning. The accident happened at the jack-in-the-box just after 1 a.m. in Federal Way, Washington. Car smashed through the walls and the windows of the restaurant and then burst into flames. (laughs) Wow. Man, this is pretty dramatic. The driver and the nobody two got passengers. Hurt, uh, nobody got hurt, you say, though? Well, the driver and the two passengers were able oh. to get away. I don't think they hit any customers. Washington State Patrol said the driver was fleeing from a traffic stop ah. at the time of the crash. Didn't evidently see the building coming up in front of him. <laughs> yeah, got to get away from these guys that are chasing me. We'll just drive through this restaurant. It's, it is a drive through uh, October 4th, a... Uh, Nationwide emergency alert uh, went out. You remember that from a couple of weeks ago, the nationwide deal? Everybody's phone went off. Yeah, everybody's going, what's that? And, uh, you know, it was the nationwide EAS test, and we knew about it. Everybody was expecting it that day. Right. Here's the deal, though, Mackie, is it says in this uh, report from Independent that a lot of Amish communities got some people into hot water over this deal. Yeah. Because ordinarily it wouldn't matter to the community whose members today live without modern conveniences and uh, no electricity or cars or cell phones. However, if you're hiding a cell phone, oh, <laughs> and uh, some people got in a lot of trouble, it says here. I don't know how true or accurate this is. I don't know what they're basing it on, but if you're not expecting the EAS test in the middle of the day, right, and it goes off. Being caught with any modern devices could get people shunned by their community. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it happened, but yeah, uh, you don't want to speculate too much on that deal. But yeah, I don't know. Not everybody's probably on the same page. Probably like most teens want to have a phone. Yeah, exactly. Vendors are getting the boot from hawking their wares on uh, New York City's famed Brooklyn Bridge. The New York Post reporting that the city's Department of Transportation is pushing a new rule that bans any peddler, vendor, hawker, or huckster. Good words. (laughs) Hawking and huckstering. Hawkers and hucksters. Uh, From setting up business on the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, on the pedestrian and bike paths of any bridge in the city, which would include the Brooklyn Bridge, due to concerns over overcrowding and, and security. Sure, if it's a, uh, you know, get people are gathering around on a bridge where, yeah. where vehicles are going across. DOT is specifically targeting the 140-year-old span that has become hugely popular with tourists and saw an average of 34,000 pedestrians a day using its wooden walkways on weekends last fall. 34,000 a day. Yeah, well, they got to know the capacity of the bridge, too, you know, weight-wise, yeah. what's going on there. That's... It's a real deal. Hucksters. Bunch of hucksters. Get them out of here. For the first time in 400 years, 400 years? Beavers are living in London. A family of beavers released in Ealing, West London. And uh, environmentalists hope that these rodents, as they're described here, and they kind of are, will improve the ecosystem so other animals can uh, one day live there. Beavers 
were hunted to extinction, it says here in England. Environmentalists have been reintroducing them to the country now. So after 400 years, London gets a beaver family. This initiative is part of the uh, Cons Rewild London Fund. I'm committed to ensuring that London is at the forefront of reversing the trends of declining biodiversity and the destruction of nature, according to the mayor, Shadiq Khan. All right. 400 years without beavers. I wonder what kind of, uh, if they're making plans to be able to deal with what the beavers do. That's that's the whole deal, because they live on a river. Yeah, they're kind of a menace. There can be. Uh, if it's going to change the way people use the river, if it's going to change the way the, uh, uh, you know, they're probably running some sort of electricity on the river. They're probably running some sort of uh, filtering on the river. All of that stuff is probably going to be affected. So good luck to them. You wonder about, uh, you know, English, uh, if they're thinking, that beaver would make a pretty nice hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep those beavers coming. <laughs> Mac, got some weird news over there. Springdale, Arkansas, a man accused of threatening a group of people with a machete appeared in court. Oh, boy. KNWA Television reporting Emerson Lime uh, Contreras entered a not guilty plea to all charges stemming from the September incident. Police say Lima Contreras was arrested after he went into a backyard of an area home and began brandishing a machete, yelling, Who wants to fight me? I'm trying to picture being in my backyard and this happens. Yeah, guy just rolls I'm kind of like, wait a second here. What are you talking about? Who wants to fight me before <laughs> saying he was going to kill the victims? Oh, my goodness. Wow. He's set to go to trial on March 15th of next year, but he's pleading innocent. I'd be grabbing whatever I could to start to defend myself. Yeah. Patio chairs, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> man, oh, man, scary stuff. Well, another day and another bear story for us this morning, Mackie. Yeah. The latest episode took place in Connecticut where a large bear entered a home, stole a full lasagna out of the freezer. <laughs> How does the bear know the lasagna's in the freezer? Right. The owner of the home watched the stunning encounter on her home surveillance camera. The bear crawled into the house through an unlocked window, then walked into the kitchen where it found the lasagna it grabbed the tray and left through the window again. Wow. <laughs> you would have thought somebody robbed you until you got home and figured out that a bear came in and took it, right? Right. <clears throat> Hello, uh, Helena Hulis. She owns the house, says the lasagna came from a nearby restaurant, which her mother owns, so the bear clearly knows a good thing when he smells it. Local officials are warning residents to be aware of bears as they are looking to fill up their bellies Ahead of their hibernation time. Right. Man, them's fighting words if a bear steals man, a lasagna oh from me. Steal a whole pan of lasagna out of the freezer. Right. Put them up. Put them up. Who wants to fight me is what I would say if somebody <laughs> grabbed a lasagna. Hey, yeah, you better have a machete handy, though, if you're going to do that. <laughs> Three people pulled over in an RV are now in a Nebraska jail facing drug charges. Lancaster County deputies finding 1,500 pounds of marijuana, 1,500 pounds. Man, oh man, that's a lot. In an RV worth $7.5 million. The RV with California plates was pulled over in Lincoln. 
Deputies say the pot was packaged in 39 duffel bags inside the RV. Wow, that's a... 1,500 pounds. You're probably weighing down the axles a little bit. <laughs> Man, no doubt. It's a lot of uh, weed to be carrying around. Flight to Mexico, a flight in Mexico, excuse me, from uh, Guadalajara to Mexico City. Everybody's getting on the plane, and then it was delayed for more than two hours on the tarmac because a mosquito infestation hit the plane. Ooh, man. Passengers boarded the plane, took their seats, uh, we're waiting to take off. A huge swarm of mosquitoes descended on the main cabin and began feasting on everybody. How bizarre is that? Wow, that is strange. Passengers spent hours swatting at the bloodsuckers while uh, crew members walked up and uh, down the aisle with bug spray. Ultimately, the infestation stopped once they turned off the lights in the cabin. Of course, yeah, they're attracted to the light, and then they find everybody breathing the carbon Dioxide, and away they go for feasting on everybody. Where'd they come from? Yeah, good question. I don't know. Officials explained that the airport in Guadalajara sits in an area where there's heavy vegetation and frequently flooding, so it's an ideal breeding ground for mosquitoes. They were attracted to the lights, evidently. What's happening as far as the weird news? A Texas family is dealing with thousands of dollars in damage to their car caused by a giraffe. Carrie Hill and her family were visiting the Fossil Rim Wildlife Center last week when they decided to feed a giraffe. You can do that here. Giraffes will eat like a carrot or something like that. Sure. Hill says the giraffe lost its balance and fell on her windshield. Oh, man. The animal then started to panic and flail, finally doing about $4,200 in damage to the car. Ooh. Hill asked the park to refund her entry fee. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the least of her worries and help with their insurance deductible, but the park has policy of taking no responsibility for damage to cars and visitors. So Park says Yeah, well, they probably had something posted in regards at your own to risk it. kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the kids, though, you maybe know. not something you expect when you're going to the zoo. Giraffe falls, breaks the windshield, the kids are like best zoo ever. <laughs> yeah, they'll remember that one for the rest of their lives, no doubt about that. <laughs> so, uh, a flight from Panama to Tampa evidently returned to ground zero <laughs> due to, quote-unquote, a dirty bomb. And boy, was it dirty. The uh, Copa Airlines flight. About an hour into the trip, evidently, a passenger reported a suspicious package inside the laboratory. It was reported to the pilot who made the decision, we're going to turn this plane around. Once on the ground, the plane was directed to an isolated part of the tarmac. Passengers evacuated. Bomb squad comes in. The very brief investigation determined that the suspicious package was, in fact, a dirty adult diaper wrapped in a plastic bag. Oh, my gosh. And left in the latrine there on the flight. Okay. After the uh, plane was given the all clear, took back off again, arrived safely in Tampa, but... Long detour involved with that trip. Right. Wow. All because of a, a dirty adult diaper. I suppose if you don't know what it is, what is this? Somebody leave this here? And yeah. Yeah. The situation in the sky is quite a bit different viewpoint. 
Well, it's billed as the happiest place on earth, but for a few months, Disneyland looked like a WWE cage match. Oh? The spotlight was on Fantasyland with kids in strollers uh, stuck in the middle as parents went toe-to-toe. Disneyland security said two adults throwing roundhouses while bumping into baby strollers. Good grief. The fist fight happening near the famous spinning teacup ride. Officials say one man who was on the ground was kicked. No word on what caused the melee. Uh, but authorities say fights have become increasingly regular occurrence at Disney theme parks and other amusement parks across the country. Really? Are people just starting to fight at Disneyland? That's just sad, isn't it? You're thinking uh, the kids affected, the kids that are there with their parents. Parents can't handle themselves emotionally. If you can't... Start swing. If you start swinging at somebody, you're uh, yeah. If you can't, you've lose got your, over the you're edge. losing your temper at Disneyland <laughs> because the lines are long. Guess what? The lines are long at Disneyland. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, <clears throat> a story about a ticket this morning in Georgia on the freeway. Connor Cato was speeding home, and he decided to really put the hammer down. Was doing ninety in a fifty-five. Cato expecting a substantial fine when he got ticketed, but was shocked when he received the $1.4 million ticket in the mail. $1.4 million. He said, this might be a typo. She said, no, sir. You either pay the amount on the ticket or you come to court on December 21st at 1.30 p.m. So that's the conversation on the phone. It's a good motivator to go to court, I guess. Apparently, the figure is a placeholder number, and the judge will set a different fine uh, amount during the court appearance. They know how to get people into court, Mac. Boy, I'll in say. In Georgia, they just say, well, either you pay the $1.4 million or you come to court. The programmers who designed the software used the largest number possible because super speeder tickets are a mandatory court appearance and do not have a fine amount attached to them when issued by the police. Savannah spokesperson Joshua Peacock said that. And the new fine, evidently when they do get to court, can't exceed $1,000. But in order to get you to court, they're going to say, well, you owe us one and 1.4 mil. All right, Mackie, what do we have going on the weird news today? Oh, a lot of weird people in the world, that's for sure. A Massachusetts man is facing charges for allegedly setting a house on fire to get his ex-girlfriend's attention. Oh, yeah, that seems like a great idea. <laughs> Police in <laughs> Rhode Island arrested uh, Zhao Rego on multiple charges, including arson, possession of narcotics. They claim the 24-year-old intentionally started a fire at a home over the weekend. He allegedly told investigators he was trying to get his ex-girlfriend's attention because she wouldn't respond to his texts or calls. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to burn down this house. <laughs> the homeowners. What crazy thinking. What they, is going on with people? The homeowners say they saw Rigo running from the yard, and oh. police found him not too far away from the scene. Well, there you go. I didn't even try to get away very quickly. Even sharp enough to light it on fire a while and then run for it. Yeah. Broad daylight, Without evidently. A yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is the second story about uh, poop on flights that we've had in the last couple of days because we had the one about the adult diaper left behind in the uh, in the bathroom in the sky. and That was yesterday, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. They thought it was a bomb. Well, here you go. 
A month after a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona was forced to land due to an explosive diarrhea incident. I don't even remember that one. Another plane is uh, grounded for what has been described as a defecation incident. Ah, mm-hmm. The uh, easy jet flight set to take off from the Spanish island of uh, Tenerife. Tenerife, is that how you say that? To London. Was uh, delayed and later canceled because somebody on board defecated on the floor of the restroom. Yeah. It's trouble. It is. This particular flight was doomed even before that, though. The airline had to switch out the scheduled plane for a similar one that left some passengers out of luck and also delayed the departure a few hours. As the passengers on board grew more frustrated, the pilot finally announced they'd be taking off in 20 minutes. Then somebody went to the restroom and left it on the floor, evidently. Wow. Leaving a very unpleasant and unsanitary mess on the plane. That's when all the passengers were then escorted off the plane. The flight was canceled. Unclear if the person who left the dirty deposit had any had an accident or what was the deal. Yeah, and of course, you no explanation. You know, on if the, you have an accident, you could clean it up after yourself. Yeah, yeah. I hope Sam Jackson wasn't on the plane because he's tired of this bleepity bleep poop on this bleepity beep plane. <laughs> no doubt, everybody's tired of it. <laughs> Almost two hundred decomposed bodies were removed from a Colorado funeral home. Fremont County Sheriff's Office originally thought uh, one hundred fifteen sets of remains were improperly stored in the Return to Nature Funeral Home in Penrose. A kind of a flowery name. Yeah. Return but, to uh, Nature. Now say it was closer to 189 removed. The funeral home offers green burials uh, in which the body isn't cremated or embalmed. Colorado law says green burials are legal, but remains not buried within 24 hours must be properly refrigerated. Yeah, I would think oh, so. Oh, okay, yeah. Not just 189 room temp bodies on top of each other. You Man, happy yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, it's the big one, Elizabeth. It's the big one. Man in Spain been arrested and charged with faking a heart attack at 20 different restaurants to avoid paying the bill. We've had these guys on the, on the show before. This comes up once in a while. Prosecutors say the 50-year-old man scammed free meals at restaurants in Spain's Costa Blanca region by theatrically faking a heart attack as soon as he was done eating. Okay. Each time he would clutch his chest, faint on the floor, leading restaurant staff to call for an ambulance. It worked at least 20 at 20 eateries, evidently, until one restaurant owner suspected he was faking it, and instead of calling an ambulance, he called the cops. They also shared his photo with other restaurants with a warning to look out for the scammer. Meanwhile, a group of restaurants have filed a joint criminal complaint against him now. Sure. Nice bill coming his way. Seeking to get him locked up. Yeah. Do a little time behind bars for your thievery. (laughs) Mackie, what's happening in the weird news? City in Utah is ordering the removal of a raunchy Halloween decoration display located at a residential street corner in Grantsville, west of Salt Lake City. The display consisted of life-size skeletons hanging upside down from a street sign like a stripper on a stripper pole. Oh. City officials said the display violated a city code that bans residents from attaching anything to street signs. In response, 
the resident moved the skeleton from the street sign and attached it to a pole in the front yard of the home. So took it off city property, put it on their own on their own property, I guess. Okay. Thought that was all right, did they? Is that I don't know if that's raunchy, a, a skeleton on a stripper pole? Depends on how suggestive they've been and the way they positioned it. I don't know. It's a skeleton, though. <laughs> Would you want it in your front yard, though, I guess? No, probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't. But A Florida man on the run from police for aggravated battery barricaded himself inside a house and tried to trick officers by putting out a sign letting them know that he wasn't inside the house. Deputies in Lakeland looking for 41-year-old Johnny Yates and followed him to a house where they were surprised by a whiteboard on the door with a note which read, Johnny Yates does not live here. (laughs) All right. Guy's inventive. you got to give him that. Yeah. Cops weren't fooled, and they got on a loudspeaker and ordered him to come out. As they waited for him to leave, they noticed somebody else come out who told deputies to ignore the sign because Yates was, in fact, Inside the house. Okay. Yeah, he's in there. After an hour went by, there was still no sign of Yates. Deputies used a smoke bomb to try to get him out. When that didn't work, they sent in a canine dog to sniff around, and that's when he was found hiding inside a dresser drawer. How nimble is this guy? Wow, little little dude. Or else a really big drawer. A big drawer, yeah, I was going to say. Some sort of blanket drawer? He was arrested and uh, later told deputies that he had taken methamphetamines and some blue pills. Ah, okay. I see. So that's <laughs> Johnny's not here, man. Yeah. If you're the, you know, you kind of feature the a lot of the <laughs> shows have kind of the in many cases it seems like a bald sergeant back at the station on a lot of the TV yeah, shows there you that go. are on. Mm-hmm. And you know, here comes the crew back in and now we couldn't find him. Well, did he go to this address? Yeah, it was a sign. It said he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Takes okay. the boss to say, well, maybe you should follow through Captain on that. might be a little upset. And yeah. check the drawers when you go in. There was a whiteboard that said Johnny doesn't live here. <laughs> uh-huh. New study claims to have figured out what NBA teams have the most vulgar fans. Uh, Betway looked at Reddit and monitored online chatter amongst fan bases. After counting up the vulgar words used in each team's uh, subreddit over the past four years, the club with the most profane fans is the Phoenix Suns. I wouldn't have guessed that. It seems like that would be maybe the oldest fan base. Total of 577 profanities. Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers, a close second at 524 and 501, respectively. Team with the least... Likely to use colorful language, the Charlotte Hornets with only 82 vulgarities. That's no a list to get on. You don't want to be on that no, list. No, uh-uh. Not something to pursue in your life. Don't use vulgarity on your sports teams. That's crazy. I don't know. It's kind of a strange deal that people would, you know, one must feed the other, right? So somebody's on there and... Uh, blurting out all kinds of blue language and next thing you know so everybody just kind of gets on that vein or guys what? responding yeah, yeah probably florida woman has been arrested for driving a car which she had painted to look exactly like a florida highway patrol car but not because she wanted to impersonate a cop oh 
she says she uh, fell in love with the color scheme. So, you know, like the Highway Patrol here in the state of Minnesota, you know, that, uh, you know, burgundy and white sort of look. Yeah, brown and white Mm -hmm. and yellow, yeah. Uh, 28-year-old Lulia Pugachev. She's uh, pulled over in a black and tan Dodge, which had a light bar on the roof. (laughs) No, she didn't want to look like the cops at all. Uh, Police badge logo on the side, even. She even had that. The woman tried to convince officers she didn't paint the car, simply bought it that way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Officers told her that that's impossible because patrol cars are always painted before they go or, yeah, before they go to auction. So it's not like she just bought this straight from the cops just the way it is. Okay. Yeah. The woman was arrested, charged with operating a motor vehicle with no registration, imitation of a Florida Highway Patrol unit, misuse of a dealer license plate as well. So she had a dealer's plate on there somehow. Seems like every small town in the country has a some dude who has a, a former cop car. Sure. Driving it around town. Might even have the spotlight on the Bought it on auction, on yeah. On the side, you know. Yeah. There's quite a few of them. I see them all the time. Yeah. You know they were former police vehicles. One of the cool things about it, though, if you think about it, if you're going to buy one, they've been highly maintained. Yeah. So you might be getting a good deal.